Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Simply Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Martinez. Glad that you get to be here with us for another podcast episode. Today, we're going to be looking at the question, how do we study the Bible in 15 minutes? I don't know about you guys, but there are often times, especially when we had a newborn, where I was like, man, I don't have an hour. I don't have 30 minutes. I got maybe 10 to 15 minutes to study God's word before I got to get out the door. I got to go to work. I got to do whatever. I got 15 minutes. How in the world am I going to pull out golden nuggets uh, from God's word in 15 minutes? Well, today I want to show you how to do that. I want to show you how to do that so you can teach others how to do that. And hopefully in this uh, busy world where we have, uh, you know, taking kids to soccer and work and whatever, uh, you can say, man, I can confidently study God's word uh, and pull out some gold nuggets in 15 minutes. And so let's dive in. But before we do, I have a free gift for you. It's my disciple making workshop. It's called How to Effectively Make Disciples and Eternally Make a Difference in Just Four Steps. I'll leave a link below in the description, but it is a four step framework for you. If you're like me, you need processes, you need a blueprint, you need a roadmap, uh, some way to get you from point A to point B. If you want to effectively make disciples and you want to make a difference in the lives of those around you around the world for Christ, and I want to uh, give this free gift to you. It's got pro tips. It's got my best tips and tools and strategies for you to go from zero to 100 this week in four steps. So go ahead and grab that, the link below in the description. Now, as we get started, we're asking the question, uh, how do I study God's Word in 15 minutes? Because man, life is busy. Well, I want to give you uh, four steps for you today so that you uh, can dive into God's Word and pull out some nuggets before you head out on your busy day or when you settle down at night. So today we're going to be looking at the passage, uh, Romans six twenty-three. Uh, so if you want to go there, awesome, do it with me. But if you have 15 minutes, here's what I would do if I had 15 minutes and four steps. So the, the verse says this, For the wages of sin is death, But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So step number one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write that verse out in my journal because I think actually when I write things out, I better comprehend it. I think about it more as I write it out. And then I'm going to circle approximately the five words or phrases or whatever, uh, top five words or phrases that I have in mind that I'm like, man, I want to uh, double click on those words or those phrases. So in this example, we have for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life. So I would circle wage, sin, death, uh, gift, God, and eternal life. Uh, and then maybe even Jesus our Lord, right? Uh, all those words are kind of buzzwords, right? They kind of stand out, they pop. Uh, and I want to double click on those. What do they mean? And I'm going to, in my step two, define them, right? So step one, write out the verse and circle those uh, top words or phrases. Uh, step two, define them. So let's look at a wage. What is a wage? wages, something I earned. So I don't know about you. I worked at a coffee shop in college. I earned minimum wage. So for something I did, I received money. So something I earned, right? So wage is something I earned. Sin, going a little deeper here, uh, but sin I like to think of as an old archery term, if you didn't know that. And so imagine you have the, the archery target and in the middle of that target is the bullseye. If I shoot my arrow and I hit somewhere outside of the bullseye, I've just, uh, I've just sinned. That's imperfection. I didn't hit the center, which is the bullseye perfection. I've just sinned. I missed the mark. So that's sin, imperfection. I missed the mark, didn't hit the bullseye. Death, I think in this context is actually a spiritual death. 
So I don't think, yes, death is six feet under in that regard, but here I think it's referring to the spiritual death that we experienced when we were separated with God, uh, right? So Adam and Eve took of the fruit and God cast them out of the garden. He said, you will surely die, and that's their death, the separation that occurred. And so now we, because of sin, we are separated from him. And I don't think it's just a, a spiritual death and separation. I actually think it, it gone forever, right? And so the word for that is actually hell. And so talk about getting deep here. This is a, a sad thing. It's Death is eternal separation from God. So we have wages, sin, death, free gift. What is a gift? If you walk down, uh, like me, I walked down the stairs when I was a kid uh, at my grandparents' house, and there under the tree were presents. Now, it's not like I'm going to turn around, pull out my Bible, or excuse me, pull out my wallet, and just say to my parents, hey, well, well, how much do I owe you for that gift? No, that would defeat the purpose. That's not a gift. A gift is something given to you for free. Now, God, when we get to God, I think, man, who is God? He is holy. I think of Isaiah, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And so we look at God and I say, he is unlike me. He is holy. So I'd write holy for God. In eternal life, yeah, life that goes on forever, uh, that's, that's heaven. So that's a relationship with Jesus now and forever. That's eternal life. Through Jesus who died on the cross and resurrected for our sin, who is Lord. He is the authority over our lives. So that's what I would do. If I am writing out the verse, circling the words, I take those words, I define them, I ask myself, what does this word mean? Uh, I I use cross-references if I can, and I do my best to try and stick to the context uh, and culture of the passage to define those words, right? What we just did. The third step I'm going to do is I'm going to summarize that passage. So here's me summarizing Romans 6.23. So it says, for the wages of sin is death, Uh, And all that means is what I earn for my imperfection is separation from God eternally. The next part, but the free gift of God is eternal life. So that means uh, the gift of God. So what I get for free from perfection is eternal life. So you're seeing these are exact opposites. How do I get that? How do I get uh, from what I earn for my uh, imperfection is separation uh, to uh, a gift of God, eternal life, something free, from perfection, eternal life, the exact opposites, is through Jesus, our Lord. And, and so I would just write that down and say, yeah, only through Jesus can I get the gift of God, uh, not what I earn, which is death, right? That's summarizing the passage. And then the fourth step is you're going to write out how this truth applies to you. That's all you're going to do. Write out how this truth applies to your life. So I would say, uh, for me, how this applies to my life is I need to be reminded day in and day out of this. This is the good news, right? This is the gospel. The bad news is uh, that I, uh, for my own imperfection, I deserve uh, separation from God eternally. Uh, But God, through Jesus, uh, gives me the gift of eternal life uh, through faith. And so for me, I need to be reminded of this. Uh, I just need that. That's how it applies to my life. Uh, but not only that, if, if God is this awesome, uh, who would save me and, and show such grace to me, how can I not want to turn around and share that with others? Uh, how can I not want to shout for joy and worship him and have that personal relationship with him and say, wow, he knows me and loves me in spite of these things. But also I want I want God uh, to, to reach into other people's lives and save them too, right? And so I would say for me, not only do I need to be reminded of the gospel and the good news, not only do I need to worship uh, God for what he's done in my life uh, that I don't deserve, but I also want others to know Jesus. Uh, and so I'm going to uh, write down on my journal, maybe one or two people, uh, just in, in this context of, of who I want to share Jesus with and tell them he's changed my life. And he maybe even share this verse with. And if you want, you can go through this verse with somebody, Um and show them, hey, this is this is the message of Christianity in a verse. The message of Christianity in a verse.
Romans 6.23. And so that's what I would say. So if you have uh, 15 minutes to study the Bible before you're out the door or before your baby starts crying, I'm going to write out the verse and circle approximately five words or phrases that stand out. I'm going to define those key words or phrases. And then in my own words, I'm going to summarize the passage that I've just worked through. And then finally, I'm going to write out how this truth applies to my life, right? That's what I'm going to do. And so if you have 15 minutes, I hope that's helpful. Uh, I I just want to encourage you, uh, free yourself from quiet time guilt. Free yourself from quiet time guilt. Uh, God, the Father, uh, if you are in Christ, he loves you. He cares for you. He delights in you. He sings over you, as it says in Zephaniah 3.17. So if that's true, I want, I want you to be freed from saying, I have to spend two hours alone with God in the morning. You don't have to do that. You should want to. You should want to spend time with your Heavenly Father, yes. Uh, but I want you to be freed from quiet time guilt. And I want you to just say, you know what? If I only have 15 minutes, so be it. How can I know God in the best way that I can in only 15 minutes? And I would, I would say... Uh, if you don't even have that, uh, then you don't need to find time. You need to make time, right? Uh, there's a difference between the two, b- between finding time for God and making time for God. I don't know about you, but I, I put all of my big appointments for work and other things in my life in a calendar. Uh, how much more so is God important in my life than those other things? And so I have in the mornings appointments with God. This is not some legalistic thing. This is if it's not my calendar, <laughs> I don't know about you, if it's not my calendar, it's not happening. And so I make appointments with God uh, in the morning, and I I don't encourage you to do the same, but if you only have 15 minutes, this is what I would do. I would encourage you. uh, If you can't make 30 minutes, you can't make 40, whatever, uh, free yourself from quiet time guilt and say, man, the wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus our Lord. There's nothing I could ever say or do that can make him love me more. There's nothing I could ever say or do that can make him love me less. And that should spur you on and encourage you to say, I want to know this God, and I want to spend 15 minutes at least with him. So let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much uh, that you would send your son Jesus to die on the cross and be resurrected and defeat sin and death for us. We thank you so much. Um, for your word um, that illumines us and speaks uh, to us. And we just pray, God, uh, as we leave this place, we would make time for you, even if it's just 15 minutes. And we would go through these four steps that we might know you, love you, delight in you, treasure you, and desire others to treasure you as well. Father, I pray, uh, help us. We need you. Uh, Let it be so. For the sake of your name among the nations. Amen. Amen.